0: Welcome back to another episode of Digs and Distance Football Podcast. This is your host, Elijah Lippert, also affectionately known as Franchise. Wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas Eve and a very Merry Christmas. Hope you all got through the cold, the blizzard conditions, and are staying safe out there. Colton is going to be on with me today. Uh, shouldn't have technical difficulties this time as I mixed up how we do it. Um, And I invited him to the live podcast with the Anchor app. Um, So we shouldn't have the technical difficulties anymore, hopefully. So um, with that said, uh, we're going to do our picks as always, recap last week's picks, and hopefully we'll get you a nice podcast today. So thanks as always for listening and enjoy the show. Hey again, Colton hello all right let's give this a go and yeah obviously if you at any point you can't hear me again just let me know but we're gonna start fresh and hopefully it'll work this time all right okay. so recapping last week's picks first off uh, we did Indianapolis and Minnesota Minnesota was favored by three and a half the Vikings made the biggest comeback in NFL history in 13936 36 Um, Everybody except Colton took Minnesota to cover. Colton went with the Colts for double. And because the Vikings only won by three, nobody got a point for that one. Then we had Detroit at the New York Jets. The Jets were favored by one. Everybody except Scott took the Lions for double. So we all got two points for that except Scott, who got none. Then we had Arizona at Denver. Denver was favored by three. Noah took the Broncos to cover. Colton was with Arizona for double. Everybody else took Denver to cover. So everybody except you, Colton, got the point there. We had Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland was favored by three. Cleveland won thirteen to three. Um sorry it told me it disconnected for a second, but I kept recording, so it threw me off. Sorry about that. But we're still good if you can hear me.
1: Yep, I can.
0: Okay, perfect. All right. So we had Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland was favored by three. Cleveland won thirteen to three. Uh Noah went with Baltimore to cover. Colton went with Baltimore for double. I went with Baltimore for double. Ethan took Baltimore to cover, and Scott went with Baltimore for double. So nobody got a point in that one. Then we had the Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay was favored by seven. Green Bay won 24-12. Noah had the Rams to cover. Colton had the Packers to cover. I had the Packers to cover. Ethan had the Rams to cover. Scott had the Packers to cover. So Noah didn't get a point for that. Ethan didn't get a point the rest of us did. With that said, Noah got three points this week. He keeps his lead. He's at 45 points. Colton, you also got three points. You're at 35 points. I got four points this week. I'm at 41. Ethan got three points. He's at 43 remaining close, uh, but two points behind Noah and Scott got two points this week. He's at 37. So again, we got you at 35, Scott at 37, myself at 41, Ethan at 43 and Noah at 45. Then for this week, um, also just so my listeners know, um, We experimented with it last week, we're doing it again this week, and we're going to do it for the rest of the year until playoffs. Um, The reason I say it's until playoffs is for playoffs, we do all the games, but to mix it up, we experimented last week where each of us got to pick a game we wanted to do this week and we're going to do that the rest of the regular season and maybe in future years as well Um, so anyway it just mixes it up that we each get to pick a game we think will be a good game that week Um, with that said for this week the games that the five of us picked we have Detroit at Carolina first off Detroit is favored by two and a half points Noah went with Detroit to cover. Ethan went with Detroit to cover. And Scott took Carolina for double in the upset. And we'll start off with you, Colton, on this one.
1: What was the spread right again?
0: Two and a half, Detroit.
1: So I, I know I'm a Packers saying and I've seen something today that I should be cheering for uh, Carolina. I highly doubt Carolina is actually going to win just because Detroit is playing very well. But give me Detroit to cover in this one. Hello?
0: Yep, I hear you. So you got Detroit to cover. Yeah. Yep. All right, sorry.
2: Um, We're going to be back. Uh, with another method, once again, uh, we've been having some technical difficulties. I thought the way we were doing it would put an end to that. Um, anyway, so the first part was recorded on Anchor with both of us. The second part will be done on tape-a-call. Um But I did do a test run, and it looks like this should work this time. There will just be a brief delay while I get Colton on. But hope you enjoy the show, and we'll get you an episode.
1: Colton. All right.
2: We should be in business now. So um, with any luck that we, sh- well, yeah, we should be in business. So uh,
1: we always have technical difficulties.
2: Yeah. I don't know what's been going on lately. I'm trying to get an into it. Um, if it wasn't for the weather, the last couple of days, I would have gone out to the office and used the computer where I know it would have worked. Uh, but anyway, for future reference, I know that I can get you on the phone if I need to record it through Anchor on the laptop and, um, you know. But anyway, in the meantime, this should work. So you took Detroit to cover. I'm also going Detroit to cover. Um, I They're playing for a lot still, you know, trying to wiggle their way into the playoffs and – They've been playing really good football lately. There's no denying that. So I'm also going to go with Detroit minus two and a half to cover the spread in this one. Uh, Then we have the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are favored by four. Um, I don't know what day the Giants were supposed to arrive, but hopefully they arrived. no problem. Um, I haven't heard otherwise, so obviously they must have. I just don't know what day they came in, but all right, uh, Minnesota is favored by four. So far, we have Scott with Minnesota to cover, Ethan with the Giants to cover, Noah with Minnesota to cover. I'm kind of intrigued by this game. The reason I say that is I'm on record as saying I the Giants is the team I kind of hope we end up playing first round. Um, I'm curious how we'll match up today. Uh, we are at home. Um what hopefully, you know, as long as the roads aren't too bad, we'll have a lot of loud fans. Our home fans are great. Um, with that said, we know Minnesota so far this year, minus the game against Green Bay, where, yeah, they won that game by double digits. They haven't really had that signature double-digit win so to speak. You know, they always make it close, whether they're trailing and come back to win, whether they get up early and let the other team back in it. Um, It's always close. And we've won a lot of games by three points, etc. So part of me is tempted to take the Giants to cover. With that said, being at home, I think this is our best chance even And this isn't anything against the Giants, because I do think they're a good team. But like I said before, I think we match up well with them. I think this is our best chance in a long time to hopefully show something and win, you know, by a touchdown or a double digit. Um, so even though I think it's an intriguing matchup that we will win, and it potentially could be another field goal game, I'm going to roll the dice and say this is the game Minnesota finally you know, puts it to somebody and I'm not expecting a three touchdown win or anything like that. But I think this is a game we could finally win by ten points or even if it's seven points that's still better than a field goal. Um though it would still be a one possession game. But anyway with all that said, I am gonna take my Vikings to cover. So go ahead, Colton.
1: I just was looking it up. Well sadly Patrick's fans also have to cheer for the Vikings to win. I sadly do not see, or I, I do not see the Vikings winning this because the Giants are a much better team than the Vikings. Well, a record, I know,
2: I know that, I know you can only say so much about a record because all our games have been closed. But with that said, at the end of the day, we've still found a way to win more games than the Giants. So, though I get your theory, trust me, I do, because the Giants are a good team, I think it's a little far to say they're a much better team than us when we are the second seed currently for a reason. Say what you want about how we win games, but the fact, the fact of the matter is we do keep finding ways to win games.
1: I mean... Uh, one, one win down this stretch for the Eagles, and they locked up the first seed. One, right. One or two losses for the Vikings down this stretch. It won't be the second seed no more, and I predict that that will happen. So you said the Vikings are favored by four, correct? Yes, sir. Give me the Giants for double in this one. Okay. <clears throat>
2: No, yeah, I mean, I'm not – even with Jalen Hurts out and they're saying it's possible he'll miss next week too. Right. Although I also did see that if they lose this week, they might try to rush him back because then there's that much more pressure on him. Yes. Especially if the Vikings win, that Minnesota could still sneak in. With or without Hurts, though, I'm going to say right now, though, I'd love for it to happen. Um, I – yeah, the chances, even in my mind, even if Hurts misses the next two weeks, I don't like our chances of getting the number one seed. I still think Philadelphia is a good team. I do, however, think we still will get the two seed, or three seed at the worst, but I think there's a good chance we still end up with the two seed. But like I said, I am curious to see how today goes, because today will tell us a lot about where they're really at, in my opinion. And granted, I, we've been saying that all year. The defense needs to play more consistent. They look good for a half, but they don't look good for a whole game. So we, we continue to say that. And the bright side for me as a Vikings fan is they continue to win despite all these things going against them, which I think you and I can agree on this part at least, regardless of how they've won games. You must met they've played with a whole lot of heart all year to win the games they have. That part they do have going for them. And they also are playing with a lot of fun out there. Kirk Cousins, I've never seen him be this much of a leader in the past. And he's out there having fun. He's putting on the chains. You know, you can tell the guys are having a blast. Um, And they're enjoying every second of it. So, you have anything else to add on that?
1: I feel like that this year the Vikings might make. will make the playoffs. Obviously, they did. Back up the NFC North title, and I think they don't have a playoff first yet. I could be wrong on that.
2: They don't? Um, what?
1: I don't think that they clinch to the a playoff first, as in, it doesn't matter what seed that they end up in, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think that that has happened yet. I
2: yes, it, yes, it has happened because every division winner is in the playoffs. So we are in the playoffs.
1: Are right, you talking?
2: Are you talking about? Um, or are you talking about the
1: Giants? Um, I know the Giants aren't in the playoffs yet. I, okay. know that, I know that they're the eighth, and I think that there's a six and eight team above the Lions, and then you got Packers who are right behind the Lions, who I honestly think will make it in. And they will win out with a little bit of help. I honestly see that happening. But right, back to the Vikings. I see them. I I know the, that they're in the playoffs. I see that happening and stuff like that. I don't see them getting past the first round. But next year is going to be a rough year for the Vikings because now that they won the division, the NFC North title, they're going to be playing a bunch of good teams next year that – will probably beat them and I don't think the Vikings will make playoffs next year.
2: I agree they're gonna play good teams, but I think with the coaching staff we have and obviously a lot of it depends on the rookies we drafted this year, how they come back next year, the guys that were hurt. Because right now, even though I like a lot of the guys we drafted and I think they have potential Our two defensive backs drafted early got hurt. Caleb Evans, who was actually looking good, though he was, I think, a third-round pick at cornerback. He's had, I think, three concussions already. Um, And then you have Ed Ingram, who's been playing at guard, but he's been a disaster. I still think, you know, he was forced to start his rookie year um, in a way because of our old line. I still think he's got promise, but obviously this rookie year has been rough. So some people would say right now it looks like Kwasi Adolfo Mensa had a terrible draft, which I get why people are saying that, but there's a reason they say you usually have to wait three or four years before you truly know how good a draft class was because some guys do take a little bit to develop or they get hurt. Um, So though it doesn't look good now, I'm hoping down the road we'll say, okay, that draft class was actually decent. Um, With that said, We know our defense needs to get more consistent. Um, I'm hoping today they bring some more pass rush like they did last week because they finally dialed up some very timely blitzes, and it worked great last week. Um, So, anyway, our second-half defense was outstanding. We just didn't play. And, actually, I shouldn't say they didn't play in the first half because they had a pick six. They had a punt block for a touchdown. So not all those points were on the defense obviously. Um so anyway, I'm curious to see how they bounce back today after having a really good second half. But I disagree. I think the Vikings will still be a good team next year. Yes, we'll have a tough schedule, I get that. Um but I still think we'll be good with the coaching staff we have. Obviously, it'll depend on free agents, um who we lose, who we pick up, who we draft next year. But I think they have the potential still to be a good team and either repeat as NFC North champs or get in as a wild card. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say right now because I haven't seen what next day's draft class will look like or who will pick up as free agents. But right now, I think we still have a decent chance to be a playoff team. But like I said, I am curious to see how the draft and stuff goes before I say for sure what will happen or what I think for sure will happen. So anyway, anything else to add on the Vikings or should we move on to the next game?
1: Let's move on to the next
2: game. All right, next up, this is a matchup, personally, I'm looking forward to. Um, I know Jalen Hurts is out, but it's still going to be a big-time game, and I'm curious to see what they do without him. Uh, We have Philadelphia at Dallas. Dallas is favored by four-and-a-half points. Noah took Dallas to cover, Ethan took Philly to cover, and Scott took Dallas to cover. So start us off, Colton.
1: You said Dallas is favored by four and a half? Yes, sir. I'm currently looking at kick- kickoff right now. It says the Cowboys are favored by four. Okay.
2: Well, I've changed oh, them from when I sent out the spreads, but because not everybody could... Beyond, like always, we're just going by what the spread was when I sent it out.
1: Yep. So. I honestly think that this will be a very good game. And truthfully, I want to see how the Eagles play without Jalen Hurts. Yes, they still have weapons. They have been good wide receivers. Um, Honestly, their defense is very good, too. I. I am honestly kind of liking the Eagles right now. So give me the Eagles for double in this one, and I think it could be a very good game. But it all depends on how the Eagles come out and start. And honestly, after last week, we'll see how Dallas plays this week after losing against the Jaguars in overtime. But honestly, I'd like. With the Eagles in this one just because they have a better overall team and they're playing with they're playing lights out this year,
2: yeah. Um, and the Eagles granted they won, unlike the Cowboys, but uh, they struggled a little bit with Chicago. That was another good game, uh, they did beat them by five. Um, And if I remember, I Hurts played the whole game, right? He's hurt now, but he never left the game or anything.
1: I I think he did. I can't remember if he left the game, but if he did, it wasn't for long because I know he came back in and played. But then again, the Bears tried to get to him, and they obviously injured him. Yeah. So did
2: I didn't actually see that game. I was keeping up with it, but did he get hurt late in the game then? Or did he just play it through it and then they just said, said he was I, out?
1: I honestly don't remember him getting hurt, to be truthful. Okay. Be with you, because I watched the game from start to finish, and I didn't see him get hurt. Yeah, he got sacked a couple times, but I didn't see anything that he got hurt that that injured him. I could be wrong too. Okay. So yeah, and I'm. Um, you're, you're you're you sound like you're torn for this game. Well, I
2: wasn't that. Well, I mean, I him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was just trying to look into who the Eagles' backup was because I couldn't Sard- remember.
1: Charger Minshew.
2: Oh, it is Minshew. Okay. So, so it's not Ian booked. All right, no, he's the backup to Minshew today. I think that's the article I was reading. Okay, that makes sense. Yep.
1: Um,
2: and Minshew I did like at times with Jacksonville. I thought he showed some promise and Moxie at times. Um, so I think he can do a decent job. Um, yeah, I, I am a little torn because yeah boy I think it'll i think it'll be a close game, like you said Philadelphia is a good team with or without hurts, in my opinion. Dallas is coming off a loss to Jacksonville um, yeah, and it's a division game, which those are always you know uh tough games
1: um oh boy. I have to make a pick. Yeah, I know. Um,
2: Cap, give me one second on that. I uh, yeah, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. Um,
1: honestly, Gardner Minshew has more more good weapons in Philadelphia. And he did in Jacksonville and I think that's what gives him the edge because he played lights out as you said but I honestly think with the wide receiver core in Philadelphia I honestly think that he'll be playing even more lights out if they win today and if they do I honestly don't see Jalen Hurts playing the rest of the year I think that they'll want to rest him and have him ready for playoffs because you don't want to, yeah. risk, you don't want to risk a season ending injury this late into the season. I, I season agree. I agree. Tough. If
2: the Eagles win, then I think there's no point in rushing him back. You yep. know, now if they lose, I could see what some people are saying that they might rush him back just yep. because they're trying to lock up the one seed. Yep. Um, all right, Minshew, I like him when he was with Jacksonville. So what the heck? I'm gonna go with Philadelphia for double as well. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I
1: don't
2: know Dallas, Dallas has looked really good at times. Um, you know they've had some good games, but and I, McCarthy, you know, I think has, I think he had a little bit of a low at his at the end in Green Bay where he wasn't as good of a coach. Um, and I know Packer fans that have said the same thing. He became really predictable in the offense uh, towards the end before they moved on. But I think he's kind of resurrected his career again in Dallas, and I think he's a pretty good coach again. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to go with Philadelphia for double. I think it will be a really good game, though. I really do. Um, I think it'll be close, but I'm going to take my chances and say Philadelphia will lock up the one seed. Um, I'd love for them to lose, but I'm going to pick them in this one. So, All right, we got Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati is favored by three points. So far, we've got Noah, Ethan, and Scott all taking Cincinnati to cover. Um, this one isn't as tough for me, though. Uh, Belichick, you know, he's one of the best, if not the GOAT of coaches. Um, I just like Cincinnati's team better this year overall, and New England has, you know, struggled at times this year. So, um, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals to cover. So, go ahead, Colton.
1: I am also taking Joe. Joey B to the cover in this one. Um, honestly, Truck is the greatest of all time for coaches. You can put Vince Lombardi up there, Packers fans. Some I didn't get to see Vince Lombardi as I was not alive, and I know you weren't either, but you can't disagree with Vince Lombardi's resume, just like Bill Truck's resume. You can have them flip-flopped anyway, but those are top two in my opinion. But uh, Honestly, New England's been playing somewhat decent this year, but They're playing for playoffs as well. But, like I said, honestly, I think Joe is going to win today.
2: Also, really quick, um, as far as inactives the Vikings have, we're without Cam Dantzler once again at cornerback. That hurts. I hope we get him back soon. Uh, We got Luigi Villan at linebacker. He doesn't play a lot, but I think he played some special teams, if I remember correctly. Garrett Bradbury at center. Uh, He had a back injury to cause him to miss the last couple weeks, and then he got in a car accident and re-aggravated his back. Uh, Nothing major, but he did re-aggravate it, so he's out again. Uh, Kyle Hinton at guard, again, doesn't play much unless we need him to. And then we got Ross Blacklock on the D-line, who is also out. Um, so, anyway, those are the inactives in the Vikings game. I just saw that, so I wanted to bring that up quick.
1: I did, then, uh, I what did, I did forget to mention this because you were curious on when the Giants arrived. Well, I've seen an article today. Well, actually, I was listening to the radio this morning, as you know, and um, – they mentioned that there was a shooting up at Mall of America Friday. And I took a shower and I looked at my phone and I seen ESPN posted something where some of the Giants players were at the Mall of America at the time of that shooting. I didn't click the article to see if anyone got injured for the Giants, but I don't think anybody did, that they were just there and stuff happened.
2: Yeah, I... Honestly, I was surprised when I heard that too i didn't I didn't read the article um about the shooting in general, and I didn't even know the giants some of the Giants players were there but it surprised me that with the road conditions that the mall was even open, I know it's a big attraction, but with the road conditions we had i was and how many roads were closed. it surprised me that they were open let alone at a shooting but um anyway.
1: I agree with you.
2: All right. And then last but not least for this week, we got Colton's Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Miami is favored by three and a half. Noah took the Packers for double. Ethan took Miami to cover. Scott took Green Bay to keep it close and cover, but not for double. And start it off, bud.
1: You didn't sound too confident. You didn't put a little more effort to Ephesians on Green Bay. Come on, man. Get excited. My Packers are going to make the playoffs, man. Come on, Elisha. You got to have hope. You got to gotta see what I'm seeing. I'm the only Packers fan that thinks that they're going to make the playoffs. And with that said, I am taking Green Bay for double in this game. I think it will be a very good game. Our defense needs to play better than it has before. Our special teams, damn, this is the damn good special teams coach, and I like what he is doing with Green Bay, and he, did, and he is doing very well. Aaron Rodgers is playing a good year again, not up to his level on what he usually is, not an MVP type season for him, but he's still putting up the numbers. You got yep. Kristen Watson, who is a rookie wide receiver, and he's stepped up. He didn't get a touchdown last game. I kind of wish that they would have scored the touchdown when you have when you hold the ball for about eight minutes and you get down there and you just kneel it after a two minute warning. I understand that. I understand sportsmanship but the aspect of the fan in me was kinda of upset that they didn't score. But I honestly see Green Bay winning and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are playing very well and I could see Aaron Rodgers coming back next year just because those guys are playing very well. Honestly, if Green Bay was not in the playoffs, in the playoffs front or playing with fifth playoff contention, I could see where the argument is to put Jordan Love in. If they lose any one of these games last three, two weeks, whatever's left in the season, Jordan Love might be playing or they might, Stick with Aaron Rodgers because they're paying him so much money. But
2: yeah, but know. if if they end up being officially eliminated, in my opinion, there's no point in keeping playing him. Especially, I, especially if you're planning to bring him back next year because his salary is ridiculous. You know, coming up too. So if it was me, plus you still want to see more of love for when and whenever Rodgers leaves, whether it's next year and down the line. If they officially get eliminated, in my opinion, there would be no point in playing Rodgers. But I, that... did,
1: I did read a quote from Ryan Goodcombe, and someone asked him about Jordan Love, and if you have seen enough out of him, and if you guy, and if we don't make it or keep this playoff contention going for the next couple of weeks, if they'll start Jordan Love, and he said, nope. We've seen I have seen enough out of Jordan Love that it's okay. I'd rather have Rogers play. Now okay. <laughs> do, do I like that quote coming from the GM? No, because I don't think you should be I get the aspect of answering the question like that, but that's just telling Jordan Love that if we lose one of these games down the road that you're not starting in that one game that you played for Aaron Rodgers when he went down and got injured. That's all you're going to see out of... That's all the playing time that you're going to see this year. Well, whether that... And we'll
2: see whether that... I mean, if they lose, we'll see if that's actually true or not. Sometimes they put things out there uh, so teams don't plan on the other quarterback and it's really just uh, you know... um, They're faking it. Or if LaFleur as the coach overrides him. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. And I'm not saying that it is made up. I'm just nope. saying until it actually happens, I don't always believe stuff like that. Um, not calling them dishonest, but coaches do this all the time to try to gain an edge when they don't know who to game plan for. And, and um,
1: I have, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but I think Joe Barry needs to go. I honestly think he needs to go, because this year for him and our defense, they have not been playing up to the level that the expectations were coming in to this season. Yes, Green Bay as a whole have not played up to the expectations that coming into this season and this year coming into that, they have not played up to that. I understand that, but I think Matt LaFleur needs to think really hard and long in the offseason about getting rid of Joe, Joe Berry because he's still par. He's decent. I would rather see the, Wisconsin, the former Wisconsin head coach come in and see what he can do for our defense because there is talk that they could Green Bay could offer him the job again and he could. Potentially be staying in Green Bay, because in, in Wisconsin, because he You're wants talking
2: about Paul Crest?
1: Yes, the former Wisconsin head coach for the Badgers.
2: Yep, yeah. Paul Crest, Yep. So
1: he he wants to stay in Wisconsin, and if that's true, and if we get rid of Joe Barry, I potentially could could like that move, in that decision. I don't know if you agree with anything on what I just said.
2: Um, I'd have to look at the exact numbers um, unless they're playing the Vikings or the Vikings are on at a different time. I don't watch, obviously, as much Packers football as you. Um, I would agree, though, that they haven't lit, played as well this year. Um, so I could see the reasoning for wanting to get rid of them. Um, I'd have to look up the actual defensive rankings, but I definitely know where you're coming from and – um, it might not be a bad move.
1: And anyway. I and I know that a reporter asked Matt before, and he said that he's sticking with his guy, and I believe that was during our losing stretch. Because now we're winning, but I
0: think yep. a
1: couple of weeks ago, someone asked him in a press conference, and he said that he's sticking with his coaches and that he's not making a move or anything like that. But like I said, I think Matt Lafleur needs to think long, long and hard about get, getting rid of Joe Barry, because honestly, our defense is playing okay at times, but that's not that's not good enough for me to see. When you drafted a bunch of guys in this previous draft for defense, some yep. of them some of them are playing good, but come on now. I need to see more out of my defense than what I'm seeing now.
2: And I get J- Jair Alexander is still very good, but yep. did I see that he's not? He is in the Pro Bowl, but not starting this year.
1: I've seen that, and I'm yep. kind of irritated on that because I honestly think he should be starting. And um, I think you and I have had this conversation before. Stefan Gilmore, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's decent. He's great. He's good. But I did not know that J.R. Alexander has stats comparable to Stephon Gilmore. And honestly, I think J.R. Alexander should be playing in the Pro Bowl, not being on the bench.
2: Well, I mean, they'll – I know they mixed up the format this year, but in the past, pretty much everybody in the Pro Bowl plays. It's just (laughs) how long you play. So, I mean, he'll get playing time, but –
1: It all depends. Do
2: you remember who's starting for the NFC at Corner? Just curious.
1: No, I do not remember off the top of my head. I don't.
2: Okay, I'm going to look right now. Let's see. Okay, Trayvon Diggs with Dallas. Okay, he's pretty dang good himself, so I don't have much of an argument there. And then Darius Slay for Philadelphia, who also has been very good this year. So, though I get what you're saying, um, those guys have both, those guys are both very good players too. And not that this should make the whole difference as far as the Pro Bowl goes, but they're on teams that would currently be in the playoffs. And I know Green Bay could still make it, but as of now, they're on the outside looking in. Um okay. So. I hear you. Now
1: I'll get to your picks.
2: Yep, I will. And uh, so he has – wow. Okay. So Darius Slay this year has 13 pass deflections already on the year and three picks. Um, I'm just curious. I just wanted to compare them quick. Uh, didn't
1: didn't J.R. Alexander lead everyone for cornerbacks with the Cobalt voting? I'm pretty sure he did. I could be wrong for this year or last year? This year.
2: No, I don't think so because the guys who get the most votes are the starters.
1: Okay.
2: Um, Alexander does have four picks, so he has one more interception than Slay. Um, as far as deflections, though, I am curious about that part. Um, and then I'll get to my pick. Well, and actually, okay. Yeah, I don't have that right in front of me right now. So, um, either way, he made the Pro Bowl. I mean, people are still acknowledging he's good. There are some very good corners in the NFC. I think you could make an argument for any of those guys to start, honestly. So, um, it's not a big deal to me. He still made it. Now, if he would have got left out of the Pro Bowl altogether, I would have been like, whoa, okay, this is a huge snub. But, um with with other starters, I think you can make an argument for any of them. All right. So, I don't think the Packers will make the playoffs. I've already told you that. I think either Detroit or Minnesota will beat them. Um, with that said, you might be surprised by this, but I think your Packers, No, I think Miami's the better team, it is Aaron Rodgers, it is LeFleur, Uh They're used to playing big games late in the year. I am... I actually also taking Green Bay for double to keep their hopes alive for at least one more week.
1: And I just forget to mention, and I know you, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this, sir. Ethan Scott, not even Noah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well in Florida. I don't know if that's gonna happen tomorrow, but just in case that does happen. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah,
2: that, is, that is an interesting thought, and I thank you for that, which is weird to me because you'd think if you could play in the cold, which he can, no. you'd also be able to play in warm, favorable conditions. But uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, I it's interesting, and I, and I did think about that a little bit, though I didn't mention it. I'm like – no, I couldn't remember off the top of my head like you. I did have doubts in my mind. I'm like, I don't think he's always played very well in Florida. And I, that thought did cross my mind. With that said, like I said, even though I think Miami's the better team, I think there's a chance Green Bay upsets them and uh, keeps their hopes alive for at least one more week.
1: Miami was coming in with a three-game losing streak. Yeah, they might make a playoffs. I think they... I think they did lock up a playoff spot. I think they did. I can't remember. But I know that they're coming in with a three-game losing streak. In. And Aaron Rodgers is playing good. But I will mention, because you mentioned it, um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well in the cold. Look at his record for games that he's won. He's lost more games in the cold than what I think the high was What in the in the single digits or something, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't play that well in when it's that cold, which that kind of shocks me because Green Bay plays in the cold more than any other team, including, well, including the Vikings. And that's
2: why cold. it's a little and that's why it's a little inflated to me because he has played really good in some cold games. He's had no. some games where he hasn't played well, but the fact that they play in more cold weather than they, other teams, I think, inflates it a little bit because he's had that many more games to not play well. Granted, you could say he's had that many more games to play well, too. But, you know, I think it's a little inflated based on that. I I still think overall he's still a very good quarterback, even in the cold. Um, but, yeah. Right. Anyway... I think I'm about ready to wrap it up and start uh, maybe watching some pregame and get back inside since I ended uh, in the I did, car.
1: I did see that the tit- Titans and Texans game is delayed by an hour R-L. because of the cold. And uh, cold temperatures in Nashville impacting the power grid have resulted in a one-hour postponement of Saturday's Houston in Tennessee game. Wow, interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for adding
2: that. But you have a great Christmas Eve and a great Christmas Day, Colton. Thanks for coming on. As always, I'm confident it'll work this time.
1: Um, and
2: uh, what's
1: up? I said me too.
2: All right, awesome. Go Vikings! Skull Vikings! and uh we'll see what happens with both are, both the vikings and packers so have a good one colton it's
1: cool. thanks for having thanks.
0: me yeah you bet thanks bye all right we'll know here shortly if uh that actually worked i know this is the conclusion but i gotta upload the uh, Um, from tape a call to Anchor. I'm pretty sure it'll work this time. Sorry if we've had some technical difficulties lately. Uh, That's how it goes sometimes. So electronics can be great, but they can also be uh, finicky at times. Anyway, again, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. Hope you all stay safe if you're traveling. Skull Vikings, hope you enjoyed the show. And enjoy your Christmas
1: weekend. Take care.